How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. By the way, Zach Wieger. Okay. Zach Wieger is like a real estate mogul up in uh, Nebraska now. Of he is. I think he might be. Like, I think he might be. These real estate people, these commercial real estate people are the ones that like get ridiculously absurdly wealthy without anybody ever knowing because you own all the you know you own companies and during llc's and everything you know but just one of uh zach wiegert and i were both getting our pilot's licenses at the same time yep and you know i'm you know, just flying a little just single engine cessna no big deal a 172 that's what you learn in and then you know but but zach you know zach zach's always zach's always got a he's he's very aggressive so he got himself like a really nice uh, single engine Cessna for his first airplane. And then I kind of like, like Zach and I all like run into each other every now and then, but I don't talk to him too much. We got, I get a picture from my old flight instructor, uh, the other day and it's Zach had swung in on his way to somewhere into their little airport, uh, in his, in his jet that he flies around in. So he flies it. He's the pilot. He flies his Embraer jet. Yeah. Which is like almost like it's like the biggest jet you can get where it's still legal to fly by yourself, I think. Uh, yeah, he, it, it, it's, uh, he's a, got, he's, it's pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah, that's a He's flex. got a big ass jet. This isn't like some little, you know, little tiny plane that you slap a couple jet engines on. This is an actual business jet. So he, I'm looking at his, I remember him from Nebraska. Um, yeah. and I remember him in the NFL somewhat. Um, I was not here when he was a Houston Texan. I wasn't here when you were a Houston Texan. But I, so he didn't come over here in the expansion draft, it looks no, like. No, no, he came as a free agent. He came over a year later. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Um, yeah, dude, I feel like if, you're, if you are an All-American football player, forget about what you do in the NFL. If you're yep. a great football player in college at a place like Nebraska, I, I, I don't want to say it's easy. Nothing's easy. But boy, you can go back there into those small college towns and places like Nebraska, where the University of Nebraska is the professional sports team there. And man, you can you can make hay there, man. Of course, he's from Nebraska originally. He's from the state. He's, he's well, yeah, which is even bigger. Yeah. You know, like you're the big corn-fed kid uh, offensive lineman from back when the those guys were fun to talk to, like Jay Foreman too, because uh, Jay Foreman, you know, that was back in the black shirts era yeah. of their defense, where they were just and dude, the stories these guys would tell <laughs> about just how psychotic those guys were about football. I honestly like I don't think I'm allowed to tell them on air, but like the way. Like the way they would discipline themselves, if those those black shirts on defense, the way they would discipline themselves if somebody screwed up was just out of control. It was amazing. That was I don't think you can have a football team that way anymore. It was like some elements of it were straight out of the program. 
just just like oh. the biggest cliche you could say about college football and like how psychotic they were and just how committed they were. It was just uh, it was absolutely insane. Yeah. So yeah. Those the Nebraska. I loved hearing stories about Nebraska football. I loved hearing stories about guys, uh, guys with Heisman's. I used to I used to annoy Ron Dane all the time, asking him questions about his Heisman. And uh, <laughs> like, some you, of those things were the coolest. What would you ask him that annoyed him? So like, how do you travel with it? Like, okay, so what do you do? So like, when like, if you're taking it to an, if you're taking it to appearance, what do you do? Like, how do you get it there? And then do you have somebody watch it while you're there? And then um, and then I got to do it again when Wisconsin played at the kickoff opener there. Um, oh, against LSU, NFC. yeah, yeah. Because that's what Ron Dane does now. He, he basically he's Ron Dane for Wisconsin yeah. football. Yeah, he he hosts pregame tailgates and everything. Like he does a lot of that stuff. Yeah, you can make a good living doing that stuff, man. Yeah. No doubt, no doubt. Um, yeah, Weigert was flying a Phenom three hundred. So what did he do? He landed and he took a selfie with the flight instructor and sent it to you. Uh, she sent it to she me. She sent it. Okay. She was like, "Hey, Zach, stopped it." I was like, oh, "You son of a bitch!" Is he one of those? <laughs> is he one of the now on his wiki page? He's listed six five three zero nine. Is he one of those linemen that he went slimmed down a lot? He slimmed down. Yeah. Okay, yeah. He looked yeah. like he could have been the he could have been the uh, the the charter pilot for this jet, yeah. which he might do. Maybe this is all the front. Maybe he's actually just uh, just scraping by with his own little charter charter <laughs> charter flying company. He's Maybe like, he's just he's just he's just trying to make the payments every month on his <laughs> jet. He actually lives in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's basically an RV. Uh, things are kind of tough. I live in a storage facility. Well, it's a hangar, but I sleep in my jet. Why is there in a the cot? Hangar. Yeah. Why is there a cot in the back of this luxury jet? Why not? <laughs> what if you show up for your jet charter and the pilot is sleeping, <laughs> sleeping in yesterday's clothes? He's got on jammies. The, He's got his uh, jammies on. on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, guys! I didn't know you were going to be here this <sighs> early. I mean, you know, like on time. Usually, people are a little bit late. All right, let let's me go. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, out your mouth with some whiskey. And get after <laughs> that's it. it. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right, Payne and Pendergast with you on a uh, on a Tuesday. Seven one three five seven two four six ten. Um, let's, uh, let's circle back. We didn't get to this in headlines, uh, but big news for the Texans and big news for Texan fans. If you're somebody who was feeling okay about having a top two pick, it was getting a little dicey, but there was some news yesterday that should make you feel better about having the second overall pick. Um, when they, uh, of course fell from one to two a couple weeks ago, we'll have that news for you next. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. That was an interesting question. Ross Tucker asked Seth and I earlier. That's how it goes when we interview Ross. He joined us in the 7 o'clock hour. He usually has at least one or two questions for us when we're interviewing him. But he asked, "Yeah, sounds like you guys talked about this when you saw him this weekend, Seth. But he was asking me, hey, what, what do, what's my sense on the anger level that people have over the Texans winning in Week 18 and falling out of the number one overall pick? It was really angry on the postgame show. I think it's subsided a little bit um, just because that's what happens over time. But I think there's still definitely people out there that are a lot of people who are like, man, you blew it. You could have the number one pick and controlled the board. 
they've got the second pick in the draft. The the talk since then has been, well, you know, it's Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. You know, we don't know who Nick Casario likes, but there's two quarterbacks there that a lot of the pundits feel really, really good about. You're guaranteed to get at least one of those guys. And I said, yeah, that's a really, really good point. And then Friday and Saturday this weekend rolled around, and I'm like, hey, wait a second. One of those two guys hasn't announced for the draft yet. Yeah. Thankfully, it happened yesterday. C.J. Stroud, he, right after we got done, said, I'm going pro, baby. C.J. Stroud uh, apparently looked at all his options. He said he prayed on it a bunch. And uh, and, and I would imagine, though, too, as part of, uh, as part of the analysis is just – okay, there was a, a consortium of Ohio State boosters trying like hell to raise a whole bunch of NIL money. I don't know what the final tally would have been, uh, just probably in the order of his total income. His He's rated as a two, worth $2.9 million by On3, the website that does these ratings. That's giving the very young market of NIL and their estimates – so I'm guessing it was more than $3 million since this is kind of a, an extreme and new situation. But if he gets drafted top two in the draft, he's looking at about a $37 million guaranteed contract. It's going to take a whole lot of, whole lot of one-year NIL money to, to walk away from that much guaranteed money. I, like, to, to the point where, because even if you, even if it's 10 or $11 million, you're, you're giving up all that guaranteed money. I, I feel for the kid. Don't worry, I'm not crying for him or anything. But it's a hard choice if you consider, okay, financially it still makes more sense to enter the draft, but I've got a shot at a national championship, a Heisman, all these other things that I'll never have a chance at again. And I and I, I, I think I, maybe I'm naive about this sometimes, but there is something about college football that's completely different than the NFL. And I've always felt like, a guy should make it about more than just money when he's making that decision. If you are at in a position where you can win a national championship, like that's just you're just never going to have that same feeling um, in that same environment again as if you do that. But the money being what it is, obviously most people make the choice for the money. Yeah, no, it's a really good point about the accomplishments because my guess is, and I'm just totally guessing here, but C.J. Stroud, if he's a goal-oriented person, which I think inherently a lot of these elite quarterbacks are very goal-oriented. My guess is some of his goals were winning the Heisman Trophy, winning a national championship, winning the Big Ten, and beating Michigan. He did yeah. none of those things. I mean, he put up a bunch of numbers at Ohio State, and you could argue his his masterpiece, his magnum opus, was a loss. Like, his performance he's going to be most remembered for by people outside of Columbus and maybe even people in Columbus is a loss to Georgia in the semifinal game. A lot of people are viewing yeah. that when they're trying to put a case together for C.J. Stroud, maybe even being the number one pick in the draft is, man, look at what he did against Georgia uh, in that semifinal game. It's it, the, the conundrum of guys like C.J. Stroud in that Ohio State offense are that you don't get to see – you don't get to see them do the higher level stuff frequently because everybody else is doing their job so well. Mm -hmm. So you haven't had to see him scramble as much. You haven't had to see just how much he can use his athleticism. Uh, but you saw it in that Georgia game. Yeah. You you don't have to see him throw guys open all that often. You know, the, it looks like he has really good anticipation, but do we really know? Because right. how well are you anticipating if if you can reasonably expect that a guy's going to be wide open and it's and it stinks because like you just the, you you have to mark him down for something that he never actually had the opportunity to show and that also 
numerous other guys at Ohio State have shown that, oh, they got to the NFL and they couldn't do it. Yep. So it doesn't mean he can't do it. It's just there are pitfalls attached to just assuming that he can do it. Whereas Bryce Young benefited from not having as good a group around him this year as he did last year. Now, I know one of the concerns of Texan fans is, okay, um, I've heard you guys talk about this, Sean and Seth, is that C.J. Stroud, as college athletes are allowed to do nowadays with NIL, he's got an agent. He's an agent we're very familiar with. He's an agent who a lot of people view as the guy who engineered Deshaun Watson's exit from Houston. Obviously, prior to all the legal stuff that happened with Deshaun, he had requested a trade, and a lot of people feel the catalyst of that was was David Mulligetta. Certainly, the Texans are culpable in putting Deshaun in a place where he would want to go somewhere else as well. But Mulligetta, I think, is viewed by some Texan fans as public enemy number one in that realm as far as agents go. Yeah. Like If you were listing agents going... Who do you least want your quarterback that you're drafting to have as their representation? I think most Texan fans would say David Mulligetta. You know who doesn't have a problem with David Mulligetta? At least according to what he said on our show last week, Nick Casario. Philosophically, my belief has always been to just try to maintain a consistent uh, relationship with with agents and and representatives. Understanding there's going to be players each year. And you really don't allow one situation to affect future decisions. I mean, it's not really a good way to do business. So I have a lot of respect for David. David's got a lot of good players. He's had a lot of good players for a number of years now. So you really can't make decisions based off of that. Like, you have to look at the player. You have to evaluate the player. Are you comfortable with the player when the player comes in the building? So, And at some point, you're going to have a dialogue with the representatives. So the draft is a little bit different because when you draft a player, especially in the first rounds, the contracts are pretty much slotted and you kind of know what that is. But then as you move forward into free agency, so my philosophy has always been never let one uh, situation impact future situations. I think that's just the right way to do business. So uh, certainly not going to dissuade us from you know looking at a player. Honestly, it's not fair to that player. All right, so that was Nick Casario on uh, David Mulligetta. Yeah, and I think that you know they're just in general – if a team is going to stop doing business with agents that they have differences of opinion with, they would have uh, very bare cupboards in terms of how many players there are. But agents and agents and teams don't. Uh, it's not infrequent that they don't get along. Now, Mulligetta, uh is like really kind of set the new standard for exercising leverage, and I think that's going to make teams nervous, perhaps in particular situations where. Um, where, okay, can I trust that if I give this guy a, a contract, he's not going to try to wrangle his way out of it six months from now? Because that's exactly what happened with Deshaun Watson. I think that the Texans hopefully are a different organization than they were when Deshaun first became disenchanted with them. Yep. And, you know, that comes with various front office personnel leaving. One thing I've said, Sean, that I had to fact check myself on and that I was wrong about is this. I've said, hey – if you want to win a Super Bowl, at some point you're probably going to want to have one of David Mulligetta's clients on your, on your, on your team. I got to tell you, I was looking through his client list, and I was going through – they've got on this uh, Fanspo website, they've got his clients listed from most guaranteed money to least. So the guys who have the most lucrative contracts yeah. down to the least. Let's hear it. I'm looking at it, and I'm, there's not a guy on his client list – uh, in the top 10 who's even in the playoffs right now. Okay. Now, when you get down to number 11, there's one Micah Parsons 
You may have noticed if you watched the game last Good night. football player, yes. He was the one uh, living in the backfield. Yeah. For, uh, uh, so, so there is that. But then of the top 20, he's only got two guys. So of his top 20 with the most guaranteed money, only Micah Parsons and Jesse Bates of the Bengals are guys who are even on playoff teams okay. right now. Um, T. Higgins is number 21. T. Higgins so. is 21. Well, and, and, and as soon so as let's say three out of the top 21. Yeah, as soon as you're bringing that topic up, I'm like, okay, well, Jalen Ramsey won one last year. You know, he's he did win a Super Bowl last I, I know you're talking about 2022. But he's currently that? No, yet. you're right. Yeah, no. I'm, his way out. I'm, harshing, then, uh, I'm harshing your narrative. I apologize for that. Who, I'm just saying it's not as extreme. Like, But there is, like, philosophically, though, there are plenty of agents like David Mulligetta who yeah. maybe you're at odds with them for any particular reason, but you can't take it out on your own team by not signing their clients. I'm very curious. You have the list in front of you? Yes. Who, who are, like, his five or six biggest clients, David Mulligetta? His biggest clients. Deshaun Watson. Yep. Two hundred thirty million guaranteed. Maybe you heard of it. Oh. Jalen Ramsey. Yep. Hundred seven million guaranteed. Wow. Pretty hefty. Uh, Michael Thomas. I don't know if he's. The, what is Michael Thomas's current status as a football? Dude, I don't player? think he's played football in like three years. It feels like he got eighty seven million guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. And it was it adds with the okay. So this is where you start to okay. His top three clients are guys that Deshaun Watson forced his way out of his team. Uh, Jalen Ramsey forced his way out. He was on his rookie contract when he was in Jacksonville. So I, I get that somewhat. Uh, Michael Thomas was constantly at odds. Now, Derwin James is, uh, by all accounts, a, a hell of a dude who's re-signed with the team that drafted him. He's got $87 million guaranteed. Kevin Byard from the Titans. Uh, Buda Baker, Quandre Jiggs, Kyle Pitts, Gabe Jackson, J.C. Horn. Oh, okay. J.C. Horn. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So by, by the time we get to the bottom of the top ten, J.C. Horn, Micah Parsons, like those are those are rookie deals. So all the guys you listed yeah. above him are all like second contract guys. It seems like. He, yeah, he also has uh, Justin Fields on his rookie okay. contract okay. too. Okay, there you yeah. go. And soon, I mean, he's got some he's got some heavy hitters though. No doubt, no doubt. Okay, um, Payne and Pendergast with you on a uh, Tuesday seven one three five seven two four six ten. College football coaches. I, you know, sometimes you're you, you coach in a small town. You can't have rabbit ears, man. One of our former colleagues here at Sports Radio 610, Dunn went and pissed off an SEC coach on his radio show oh. Oh, over dear. the weekend. Yeah, yeah. You'll you'll hear the audio, and you will hear the retort back directly to said radio host next. I'm excited about this because this guy has a has a way of tweaking people's uh, big time. In a very this is fun. This is going to be good. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Right, Payne and Pendergast, good to be with you on a uh, <clears throat> on a Tuesday. Seven one three five seven two four six ten. We'll get back to the uh, get back to some of your texts in a little bit on the uh, trailer wheel and frame text page. A real quick news item: uh, the Cleveland Browns have hired Jim Schwartz to be their defensive coordinator. So. There is one hire. No, uh, 
no no head coaching hires done yet, but the Browns have a new defensive coordinator. They were a disaster defensively most of the year. Ironically, they played much better defensively once Deshaun Watson got in there at uh, at quarterback. They were better defensively at the end of the year, but Jim Schwartz, the new Browns defensive coordinator. All right, um, Mark Ryan, our former, our former colleague here at Sports Radio 610, used to host on weekends here. Um, there's the... Uh, there's a, a few Mark Ryan hotkeys in the system, isn't there? Where he's uh, he, he, said, he tells people who he is, and he I'm Mark Ryan. <laughs> he's got... I go on Mark Ryan's show, uh, like I'd say once every three months. Okay, he hosts... gives me a very nice intro. He hosts is very Mark complimentary. Ryan. Yeah, there you go. Hit that one more time. Just to... <laughs> my name is Mark Ryan. Okay, so you probably remember him, maybe, folks. I know it's only like six words, but um, he is host at ESPN Upstate, which is. In South Carolina, it's the ESPN affiliate in the Carolinas. So he does a lot of, you know, covers a lot of uh, Charlotte-based professional sports. He's big on the Clemson and the South Carolina dynamic, you know, the college sports in, in that SEC footprint. And one of the things that Mark Ryan was talking about on his show last week was the fact that um, Clemson was able to uh, – get Garrett Riley away from TCU. Garrett Riley, the brother of Lincoln Riley, the assistant coach of the year in college football. He was the offensive coordinator for that high-octane TCU offense It was good enough to get to the national championship game. One of the most sought-after assistants in the country, he left TCU to go to Clemson, I would imagine, for a lot of money. South Carolina, at least according to Mark Ryan, probably wanted in on uh, Garrett Riley as well, but... Even though South Carolina has been better than Clemson or they beat Clemson at football this year, um, Clemson's still the bigger brand, according to Mark Ryan. And that's got to grind Shane Beamer, the coach of South Carolina's gears. Well, here is the break in the Gamecocks' momentum. You got the coordinator that South Carolina wanted. Shane Beamer probably and secretly is disappointed that he's continuously getting his third or fourth choice as coordinator. He's still not elevated the program enough to get his first or second choice. Dabo has. And even after a down year, you sell me on this, Diesel. If I'm in the meeting of Garrett Riley, look at this. I look at that position, man, and I'm saying I get to go to Clemson and be a hero. All right, so that was that was Mark Ryan basically saying, yeah, Clemson is still the better program, and Shane Beamer is getting sloppy seconds and thirds as his coordinators for what it's yeah. worth, they hired Dowell Loggins, who is a longtime NFL assistant coach, to be their OC. South Carolina did. Yeah, Clemson got their guy. Um, well, this bit of audio that you just heard made its way to Shane Beamer's desk. Shane Beamer, the head coach of South Carolina, <laughs> son of the great Frank Beamer. And Shane Beamer tweeted this, <laughs> retweeted the audio and tweeted this. I normally don't respond to second-rate JV radio programs I've never oh, heard of. My name is Damn. Mark Ryan. And apparently no one else has either, considering you're in the upstate and have 8,000 followers. Do you have a good source? Other than, oh, I don't know, me? Happy for Garrett. Garrett Riley. We got our guy. That's Shane Beamer. Shane Beamer basically saying, you don't know what you're talking about, Mark Ryan. Even though your name is, even though you are Mark my Ryan. My name is Mark Ryan. Your name is Mark Ryan. Um... 
So, yeah, second-rate JV radio program. <laughs> I feel like, you know what, though? Shane Beamer's got to be careful there because in doing so, in, res- in responding to what, what he dubs as a second-rate whatever, whatever. And I get, upstate, I think, is like the Raleigh area, right? Raleigh, like that research triangle area up there. And downstate would be Charlotte, and which is I, – I, I believe that's the deal. Okay, okay. So it's, uh, it's not as populated an area up there in upstate. Yeah. And yet, uh, Mark, Mark has done very well. So I feel like he's not JV. I feel like he's – I think he's varsity, but like at a smaller school. Right. He's like at a 2A school or something. There you go. Um, uh, I feel like if you, if you really are the lion, then you're, you're concerning yourself with the sheep if you're actually insulting the guy by saying, hey, you're just a sheep. So you're, in trying to loft yourself up, you're punching down, which is a bad look for somebody who's actually up. So I think Shane Beamer actually just confirmed what Mark Ryan was saying by, by virtue of Shane Beamer picking fights with what he determines are sheep instead of going after the big dogs in Charlotte. He, yeah. he did the, <laughs> he, yes, he did the thing that it, I'll admit for Shane Beamer in his defense, I'll admit it, it is hard to, to not do this sometimes, but in the end, you got to think about it before you hit send. He did the whole, like, I've got way more followers than you thing, in a way, yeah, in a yeah, manner yeah, of speaking. Like, a- apparently no one else has heard of you either, considering you're in the upstate and have 8,000 followers. My name is Mark Ryan. <laughs> Shane Beamer has 134,000 followers. Um, yeah, punching. Uh, I think punching down, you got to be careful if you're a, a college head coach. Uh, now, if you're a sports radio personality or something, punch in any direction you choose. Right. So, <laughs> well, this is great for Mark Ryan. Mantra. This is this is good news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm yeah, happy yeah. for our yeah, former but, colleague. That's what I say, Shane Beamer. Listen, you're uh, one of your one of your predecessors there at South Carolina. Used to take shots at guys like Lane Kiffin and Bobby Bowden. Uh, you're going after Mark Ryan, dude. Come on. There's nothing more pip squeak and chicken scratch than that. Like, huh. Should I take a shot at Lane Kiffin or should I go after Mark Ryan, upstate radio host, who I will, uh, who I will proclaim as JV? You're, come on, man. I, I feel like you just you took a shot at Mark Ryan. I can't. I'm not. I'm doing. I'm getting into the psychology oh, gotcha. of Shane Beamer. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> he's uh, like he's admittedly picking on what right. he says is calling uh, the JV guy. He's bullying to, is what he's doing. If he were, if he had the gonads of a Spurrier, he'd be going after. He'd be going after. Going after Dabo. Uh, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah exa- you're, no, you're exactly right. He yeah. should be going after Dabo. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Maybe he is. Maybe we have. I don't. Uh, I haven't. Uh, I haven't scrolled his entire Twitter feed. This it doesn't morning, fit like the I segment. Do. I don't want to. This is yeah. Beamer versus Ryan. That's what this segment is. Beamer versus Ryan. So good on Mark Ryan, our former colleague. Uh, our former colleague getting it done. Um. So. Uh, <laughs> We talked about Nick Bosa and Joey Bosa. Nick Bosa earlier, we played Nick Bosa um, saying some delightful things about D'Amico Ryans. We'll play that again in the 9 o'clock hour. But his brother, Joey Bosa, who was a huge, huge part of why the Chargers lost that game on Saturday night, like he had some boneheaded mistakes. He lined up in the neutral zone on what would have been a third down sack. Jags go on to score a touchdown. Um, He threw his helmet down. Uh, after there was no call on what he thought was a false start and a hold and got called for an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty that was assessed on a conversion. So the Jags got to try a two-point conversion from the one-yard line. Joey Bosa was asked after the game about the officiating, and right after the game in the locker room, he told TheAthletic.com, quote, 
I'm not going to speak my mind and get fined more than I already am. Well, the restraint wore off by Monday when they were doing open locker room and exit interviews with the players. Bosa, Bosa said this. Um, this is a clip posted. we got to find this audio. Clip posted by Mike Freeman of USA Today. I've got the quote right here. So keep in mind, this is about less than 48 hours after saying, I'm not going to say anything else about the officials because I don't want to get fined anymore. Joey Bosa says, quote, I think there just needs to be more accountability. I mean, if I say something to them, I get a $40,000 fine. But if they blow a call that ruins our entire season, they get to dot, dot, dot. They're probably back in the locker room after the game like, ha, ha, got that a-hole? You know, yeah, got him. 15 yards. What a loser. I guarantee you that's what they're effing talking about in the back. Whatever. Power trip. I'm sick of those effing people. And he's talking about the refs. I'm yeah. sick of those effing people. Joey Bosa is such a delightful meathead. I love him very much. He's. I was, uh, I was, I was confused because when I was watching this the first time, I thought he was talking about the other players on the team, uh, like the players on the other team, because he wouldn't usually talk. Like, I did, dude, I did, does he really think the officials are in the other locker room, like talking about like how after yeah, the I game really they're like sitting guy. around playing cards, yeah. talking about what a jackass? I, I feel he like is. there's a little bit of projection going on there. I don't, I don't feel like that's what goes on in the officials. I don't feel like they're like, yeah, I got Bosa today. That was my, that was my chief goal going into today was that I was going to get Bosa. <laughs> you know, what my favorite thing is from this. Honestly, my one of my favorite things from this wild card weekend was just the the clarity with which we see this that yeah. each of the Bosa brothers is sort of a microcosm of the team that they're on. You know what I mean? Like, Nick Bosa, great player, maybe the best defensive player in football. And all the, the audio we played with Nick Bosa was very thoughtful and calm, talking about D'Amico Ryans. And, yeah. and, and I think he's reflective of a San Francisco organization that's very thoughtful in what they do, very good at what they do, an elite organization like Nick Bosa is an elite player. Meanwhile, you got Joey Bosa who can't get on the field because he's injured all the time. He's throwing his helmet around like a five-year-old. He, two days later, is dog-cussing the referees after the game. And I feel like he's sort of a microcosm of the Chargers, like a little uneven, you know, like not available all the time, and yeah. possibly psychotic. Uh, I, I, Sometimes that's a reflection of just environment, though, too. You know, maybe, it's a, mm. maybe if you had flopped the two around, then it, it would yeah. be a different circumstance. Nature versus nurture. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, as uh, as uh, as one of our listeners pointed out, Upstate is Upstate South Carolina. That's what I thought. Green, Greenville. <laughs> yeah. I thought that I just assumed the Carolinas just kind of figured themselves yeah. a package deal, and that Upstate must mean something like an Upstate Upstate. Yeah. I look at the Carolinas as one actual state when it comes to sports. Uh, so does the football team that's there. They're not the North Carolina Panthers. They're the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers. I blame them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Blame the team. All right, into the 9 o'clock hour we go. Sean Payton. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I'll accept no responsibility for that. Yeah, mistake. zero. No, no, make no bones about it. I'm like Joey Bosa when it comes yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to hold you accountable. Greenville people are probably in the locker room laughing at me, <laughs> you know? They're you know, like, oh, this guy, this guy didn't even know the difference between North and South Carolina. I know the difference. It's directional. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, into the 9 o'clock hour. Sean Payton, the big story. What would it take for the Texans to get Sean Payton? Do Texan fans want to pay the freight? We will get to that next.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.